VHS files contain spoilers, adult content, and harsh language. Listener discretion is advised. It's showtime. showtime. Welcome to the VHS Files Podcast with Jenny Lou. So what do you want to do tonight? Jason. What about pizza and movie night? Eric. I want to rent a movie. And Josh. I want to go to a good video store so I can get a good movie. And this is the movie of the week. Let's get this pizza movie night started. Greetings and salutations, everyone. Hello. Hello. Good day. Good day to you, sir. How was everyone's Thanksgiving? Relaxing. Uh, I have a turkey hangover. Eric, do you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, kept it real simple. No family visiting, you know, so pretty small. It's good. Kept it simple. Three people. We'd like to welcome everyone to episode 13, lucky number 13. We'd like to thank everyone for listening, everyone that's been keeping up with us thus far in the show, and some of our fans that watch us on the regular. Thank you so much for participating and listening to us. And but we well, have it's the like first it. Christmas we have podcast. Entered the Christmas season. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas. So we, I, we're reviewing Frosty the Snowman tonight, right? Is that what we're doing? Frosty the Rudolph, man, Rudolph. Rudolph. Oh. Santa Claus is coming to town. All right, well. The movie of the week. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You, Eric the, is holding in the excitement. Y'all can't see him. You <laughs> see the excitement just oozing out of his pores. And I get the feeling we're going to have a lot to say on this one, so I'm going to go ahead and just play the trailer, and then we'll get into this bad boy. Is the season to be jolly. la 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 after vacationing across America and throughout Europe, this holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. Clark, we're stuck under a truck. They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. Got a little knot here. You can work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh, hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? <laughs> well, I'm sleeping with your father. Have you got a kiss for me? Eh, you better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got lip fungus they ain't identified yet. <laughs> but no holiday could ever be more deeply touching. <laughs> we were gonna call, but... Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. Ah, I'm really going to fly down the hill with this stuff. So genuinely moving. Trailer is really long, so we're not going to get into the whole thing. <laughs> That's the whole movie. We, we don't need to do anything. They did all Pretty the work much. for us. You accidentally played yeah, the Good night, folks. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. This is VHS Files. See you next week. So National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I think it was the third of the National Lampoon movies to come out, but we're getting to it first because it's the best. Spoilers. Um, Well, it wasn't the third National Lampoon movie. It was the third vacation movie. Yeah, yeah, right. Yes, That's what I meant. Animal House and I think another one or something before that. This one was was written by who we spoke about last week in uh, our, um, what did we talk about last week? (laughs) (laughs) They all run together now. 
Planes, planes trains. trains, and Automobiles, uh, John Hughes John and his Hughesiverse. In Chicago. So he wrote the, he wrote this one, produced it, but did not direct this one. It was directed by Jeremiah Chechik. And I believe he took over from Chris Columbus. I believe Chris yeah. Columbus started working on it. Yeah. And then Home Alone came along yep. and they said, no, you do Home Alone or he wanted Home Alone more or right. something. It all worked yeah, out. Right. I, I also read that uh, John Hughes did not like the sequels. He didn't care for them. Really? At all. I think even, uh, was it on European Vacation? They mm-hmm. gave him a writing credit, but he didn't write anything. They just gave him a credit because he created the characters. Huh. But wow. he just wasn't a big fan of them doing sequels. He didn't like the idea of people going in and like, rehashing his stories. Well, Because it basically became more about Chevy Chase through these movies than it did anybody else. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, we can get into that when we talk about other ones, but the, the kids always change. Yeah. That's always oh, an ever-changing thing in it. Yeah, um, it's weird how in this one, uh, now Audrey is older than Rusty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I thought it was the other way around. That's definitely strange. So uh, the, this guy would, uh, he, he did not direct anything before this, but he would go on to direct Benny and June oh. and uh, the Avengers, not that Avengers, yeah. obviously. Uh, it's the one with... Uh, Ray Fiennes and Uma Thurman. I, I never saw that. I don't even I know think, what it's about. I, I think I read that it was nominated for like what is it the the, the Razzies? Did the, the Razzies? It was, mm. but it got beat out by another movie. So gotcha. At least it wasn't the suckiest movie that year. It was the second suckiest movie that year <laughs> for the Avengers. So well, uh, Christmas Vacation came out December first, nineteen eighty nine, with a budget of twenty five million. Did a box office of seventy one point three, so it did pretty good. Ooh was released amongst the likes of Steel Magnolias, Disney's The Little Mermaid, Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. They shot on my pinky toe! (laughs) (laughs) And Back to the Future 2 would have been the big movie right here. Oh, yeah. That's some stiff competition right there. So, 1989. Eric, take us back in time. We're sending you back in time. (gasps) Whoa, this is heavy. Well, Josh, in 1989, the AOL welcome and you've got mail sounds were recorded <laughs> in 1989 on a on a cassette deck. After wow. after buying a painting for four dollars, a new owner discovered a first print of the 1776 Declaration of Independence hidden in the frame. He sold it for two point four million dollars. That man, of course, was Nicolas Cage. I was about to say, that had to be Nicolas Cage, man. Uh, it wasn't. Um, uh, you had the Exxon Valdez oil spill, in which the tanker spilled an estimated 11 to 30 million gallons of oil. Reports say the captain was drinking at the time. That's why I say uh, not to drink when you drive a massive oil tanker. Uh, it was the worst oil spill in U.S. history until Deepwater Horizon in 2010. Uh, one we we know all too well about yes uh oh and finally all your base are belong to us a badly translated cutscene from the arcade game zero wing gave us the classic internet meme hit it dj junkie josh <laughs> all your days, 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 your
Yeah, go for the whole thing. Nah, we'll, we'll come back in an hour when it's done. I'll be completely honest. That's the first time I've ever heard that. Yeah, me too, <laughs> me too dude. Wow. I guess I'm not connected with the world, man. That's the first time I've heard that's, it. That's a classic internet meme. Like, that's a, that's a classic for sure. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. So, childhood memories of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Jenny? This was a staple in our house. And I'm sure we watched, like, the TBS version. Because there's no way that I got to hear someone say the kind of things that Chevy Chase says in this movie. Yeah, I can't imagine Christmas <laughs> without this movie. Jason, how about you? Uh, definitely a staple in my house, uh, especially around Christmas time. Uh, I know that later this was definitely a rental of my mom and dad because they were they loved Chevy Chase. I mean, who didn't back then? But uh, yeah, every Christmas we watched it, be it the on a video. I think well, I actually own this one later on, yeah, on video and DVD. I don't think I have a Blu-ray, but uh, if not, you watch it again. I've mentioned many times. It always comes on the Turner Networks, TBS and TNT. It's on there. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, it was on I think a week ago, and it wasn't even Thanksgiving yet. Yeah. So, but yeah, definitely many childhood memories. I mean, all the one-liners in this we use, I know pretty much all four of us have used them multiple times, probably sometimes more in most things in a week. So, but yeah, great, great movie. Eric. Yeah. Uh, my parents love this one. My aunt and uncle love this one who were a big part of my childhood. So they would always quote it. We'd watch it almost. I mean, I assume every year it, it's definitely, I'm same with me. It's just a absolute classic. It's hard to think of Christmas without it. And uh, Chevy Chase, I've always thought he's hilarious. I, I, the guy slays me. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um. I I'll be the odd odd one out here. I don't have many childhood memories of this. Um. I I definitely was aware of it, and it but it wasn't one that everybody had watched a lot in my house. Uh, for some reason, a Christmas story was on all the goddamn time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I won't get into my feelings about a Christmas story here, but <laughs> for some reason, this one was just not one that was a regular when it came to the Christmas movies that we watched. So I think when I really got into it was when you and I got together and we just every every Christmas yes. we watch it and we quote this movie. All the time. I, all the time. It doesn't even have to be Christmas. Oh, no. I mean, yeah. this is this is one of the best Christmas movies there has ever been. Absolutely. It's it's my personal favorite. I'll go ahead and spoil everything now. It's my personal favorite. So it's a uh, real, real nice. Then <laughs> <laughs> here we go, folks. Ding. <laughs> Quote counter. Really nice. <laughs> so yeah, we, we mentioned Chevy Chase, uh, Beverly D'Angelo, Randy Quaid, and can't get into everybody that's in this movie but everybody that is in it is perfect i mean i don't think you could have chosen anybody better for any of the cast here now let me ask the guys in this room who didn't have the hots for beverly d'angelo back then you know i thought she was smoking hot back when i was i mean i was a kid i'm looking at her like whoa i think i was more preoccupied with the lady at the lingerie counter but uh i but as i've gotten older i i do because she's you know she's an older I think when I was a kid, you know, Jason is into the older gals, I guess. 
Uh, but the <laughs> well, time I watched this, I was a teenager, dude. The hormones are flowing. She is great. She is great, and she's so funny with him. And she's really funny. And yeah, I, yeah, she's great. Yeah, but the lingerie counter girl, of course, yeah, she wins. You know, I, I, I along with the other. National Lampoon Vacation movies. I, I didn't really watch the first. I, I don't even think I've seen European Vacation all the way through. Oh, right. dang, Josh! Shame, poor so, shame. Wow. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be the lone man out on that one. But I was I was actually shocked when I first when I saw the original Vacation to show like like she went a full topless scene in that. Oh yes, I, and I had never seen that before. I was like, whoa, these movies used to be hardcore. <laughs> I think there's more of her in those movies. I haven't seen them in a while, but I feel like there's not as much of her in this one. Is that right? Yeah. Would you agree? Well, the, that's what happened. That's what they were saying. As the movies went on, they were more a vehicle for Chevy Chase. Yeah. He became a spotlight. Because back then, I mean, he was still known from Saturday Night Live and uh, sure, some yeah. other things he's done, like Caddyshack. But I think that was even after uh, vac- uh, the very first vacation. But yeah, there was a lot of her in the first one. Yeah, the topless scene. It was always. It was mainly the focus was the two of them, and then it slowly just became Clark. Right. It was more yeah. like yeah uh, about the couple. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one, and there's so many more people in this one. They all have to share time because it's just so yeah, many. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Vegas Vacation not being very good. I've never I, seen it. I I remember it being a movie that was like on a lot. And honestly, so like, I I watched it a lot. Right. And probably because I had a crush on Ethan Embry. No. To be honest. My coolest thing about Vegas Vacation is I've actually met Wayne Newton in person. Nice. (laughs) That was what was, I mean, I'm talking two foot away, shaking his hand, and you're like, whoa, you've had a lot of work done. (laughs) (laughs) Cool guy. But wow. So you met him more recently. (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and get into this one. And we start off with the trip to get the Griswold family. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Oh, that is well, not how we start. And this I forget movie. every. Okay, so the opening credits. Yes, because yes! I forget the whole animated Santa, dude. I forget it's every amazing. time I watch this that there's the cartoon in the opening credits. Every time it comes on, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a cartoon in the beginning of this. You dumb bastard! <laughs> <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me, you dumb bastard! My first note is the cartoon, Josh. So yeah, I think I all do. of our first. My note, yeah. cartoon. <laughs> I, I skipped right past it. Hooray for Christmas vacation! I do love yeah, that the song. Whole Christmas, yeah, I the, do too. The song and basically Santa is Clark. Yep, he can't do right. He's a bumbling right. fool. Yeah, yes, yep. he, he has the best of intentions, which is Clark. And, but yeah, he it's something bad happens to him throughout the whole cartoon, which is just a few minutes long. So yeah. man, how can he cut out? The, man, guys, come mm-hmm. on! How could Josh do this to us? Josh, you're I fired. feel like. An inadequate host at this point. I can't. I can't even get into the the right part of the movie. Hey, Josh, step into my office. Nope. <laughs> All right. And when we're done talking about this fucking cartoon, can we get to the movie now? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> okay, we're done now. I have to say this, and we won't go too far into it. But Clark Griswold reminds me of your father. I'm talking to Jenny Lou. <laughs> yep, and that my. My third note is I need everyone to understand that my dad is Clark, but not in a fun way. Uh, I don't think Clark's uh, fun in a fun way to the people around him. I mean, yeah, if you think about sure. it, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> well, they put up with a lot of his shit. Yeah. Um, but he seems to 
care more about like the traditional family and yeah. stuff like that. Right. So. Tradition Which, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I, I love yeah. how uh, efficiently they set up immediately the family dynamic, which is already kind of established in previous films, I guess. But yeah, uh, for for anyone just coming into this movie for the first time to the vacation movie universe, that when they're singing the song, it's like the first minute of of runtime of the film, not yeah. counting the cartoon. Oh, yeah. You immediately know the kids aren't into it. The wife's just kind of doing it for him, <laughs> and he's yeah. it's all him just dragging all three of their asses into the into the forest. It's great when she tries to start the conversation with him in, in between songs, and he just starts singing again. <laughs> oh, we're not done. Okay, okay, yeah. And then I when he when he goes, take it, Russ. Yeah, yeah. La, 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 la. Like they, <laughs> they're so on point with it. It's so good. You know what? It took me forever to realize who that kid was. At, I mean, we all know who he is now, but but going back, right? Like, oh my god. That's Leonard. Big Bang yeah. Theory. Little Johnny Galecki. Little Johnny Galecki. He's my favorite Russ, I think. I would say so. So your favorite I Russ? Jenny's going to argue uh, with you about Vegas no, Vacation. No, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, he's not my favorite Russ. I need to rewatch uh, some of the I others. I just but thought he was cute. So I, um, I do like him in this film, though. Yeah, I do. Well, that's one thing about this movie, and maybe even all of them for me, is... Jason brings up the point of where it got more about Chevy Chase and it, like, I'm more or less watching those movies for him anyway. Right. But mm-hmm. all of them with the separate kids, like the different casting of the kids makes them kind of feel like they're on their own. Like they're yeah. the same characters, but it's completely different. Like you have, you do not have to have any prior knowledge to jump into this. Mm-hmm. I think they do a really good job with that. Yeah. Um, because I never, I never once feel like I'm lost on anything in this movie, watching it with, Without really right. knowing the other two. Well, they don't really talk about anything outside of this particular holiday. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, you, you, you don't hear a whole, he, he watches some old videos that shows that he like, he, you know, he's reminiscing about Christmas. But other than that, mm-hmm. you don't, they don't talk about any kind of history or previous trips or vacations or anything, no. you know? Well, they do just like, um, she briefly says, you know, how he has high expectations for, right. He's like, when do I ever, you know, yeah. do that? And she's like, birthdays, <laughs> vacations, weddings, and yeah, everything. And that's me, though. Yeah, like in that regard, I am Chevy Chase because I have really <laughs> high expectations for pretty much everything in my life, and usually it doesn't go anything like I've planned out in my head. I have head. to come in and be the joy killer and be like, uh, it might work, babe, but might not work the way you thought it was going to. Yeah. <laughs> the realist uh, kill. But this whole drive to get the Griswold family Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dynamic is set between him and the kids and everything. So good in this, uh, Juliet Lewis. Um, I, I love her in this. She plays a really good, teenager here i'll tell you what man this watching first time i ever thought of this and and it's because my daughter's 14 right now soon to be 15 uh she reminded me of scarlet like so much like (laughs) her little comments her little you know everything's a pain in her ass you know oh we got to stand the front yard you know like it's just like my daughter little snarky comments yeah yeah i mean it is pretty spot on teenage girl i it's pretty good 
<laughs> not wanting to share a bed with her oh, younger yeah. brother and all that. Dead odd right there. Inconvenienced. Everything's an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. This truck comes up and starts fucking with them on the road. Yeah, <laughs> Clark, don't provoke them. <laughs> hey, kids, look at deer. <laughs> I, I'm going to be cracking up thinking about this movie the entire time we're talking about it. Well, that's the thing about this movie at this point is you start laughing before the things happen. Yeah. Right? That's how you know you got a classic yeah. comedy is, is you're laughing in anticipation of the, the gag that's forthcoming. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that... Uh, that Clark has an edge to him. He's not just uh, like, uh, uh, he's, he's not like your John Candy type. That's just, uh, the sweetest guy, but a bumbling goof. He's, he's got an edge. He, he yeah. doesn't like being fucked oh, with he's, and you know, like, Oh, he's witty. He's very witty. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is on it, man. He's just like, Hey, Hey, well, like dear, fuck you. Yeah. He's <laughs> pretty full of himself. Yeah. Yeah. Burn some but, dust here. Yeah, eat but my the, rubber. But the cool thing, but we've but Ding. because if you see, yeah, if you've seen the first two movies, there's always a car scene. Yeah, of him having interactions with somebody while he's driving. He has yeah. it every every. So you you kind of had a feeling when this truck pulled up behind him. You went, oh, here's the car scene for the movie. And I mean, it, it's it's great. And we even get a Fast and Furious scene before there was even Fast and Furious of him driving under the log truck. I can't, <laughs> dude. That's freaking crazy. I can't man. drive on the interstate next to a truck without thinking of that scene. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> that or Final Destination. Yeah. You can't think. I mean, of I can't have a semi truck. next to me without going. Could I fit under there? Maybe yeah, I could. I bet I could. Maybe. This part also is one of two times this movie. It kind of has a Texas Chainsaw Massacre reference, in my opinion. Because <laughs> if yeah. you've seen if you've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, this whole truck behind them thing is something straight out of that movie. And then we'll get to another one later. It's funny you say that uh, because that truck, the way it looks and the way it approaches the camera, it, uh-huh. it, it does feel like a threat. Like if you, it, yeah. it, it has yeah. like a real threatening feel to it when it ro- rolls yeah. up on the it's camera it. real close. You're like, oh shit, these it's guys are some. Yeah, these guys are some yeah. like crazy rednecks. You know, I get a Jeeper Creepers Texas Chainsaw Massacre feel mm-hmm. there with the, the the old rusty truck. But yeah, like Josh was talking, you know, you're watching it and you're just waiting as they drive by. You see Leatherface standing in the bed of the truck with a chainsaw <laughs> to start hacking the car from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. But yeah, there's. There's a few horror movie references I feel in this movie, other yeah. than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So they're going to get the tree, mm-hmm. and after they've encountered these people, they've crashed into the parking lot of the tree farm, conveniently. Um, we used to go cut our tree down mm-hmm. every year, and I'm pretty sure it's because of this movie. <laughs> That's funny. We used to do that when I was a kid. Now, luckily... We don't live somewhere where we have to be frozen up to our eyeballs to get the tree because when they're walking and each of Audrey's body parts are like getting progressively colder going up and they, you know, they, they find the Griswold family Christmas tree and oh, everybody look at it and She says she'll see it tomorrow, Clark. Her eyelids are frozen. frozen. I need to see that. I love the makeup on that, yeah. where yeah, it literally looks good. like her eyes are frosted. Her eyeballs are frozen. Well, she says it so well, matter right, of fact. Right before that, they cut to her and her 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 teeth are chattering, <laughs> <laughs> and you can actually audibly hear hear them chatter. 
There's lots of funny audio bits in this too. Like yeah. later, you know, when like her teeth chattering, little like goofy cartoony sounds, uh, like uh-huh. when, uh, whenever, uh, cousin Eddie hugs him, you know, his back like cracks and, you know, yeah. hugs him too hard and little things like that. Good. Fo- There's some good Foley in this. Let's give it up to the sound guy. Yeah. But yeah, the other thing I love that you know they're admiring the tree; it's great. And then Russ, is like, did you bring? Or was it Russ or Audrey? Or no, it wasn't Russ. Audrey. Todd. Did you bring a saw? And you just see the look on Clark's face. Of course. And then there's another sound. Doing. Doing. <laughs> they walked so far out into the woods to get this tree. There's no way that car would have gotten that. No, he even mentions it that it's of. it's front wheel drive. So, yeah. If you didn't already know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But hey, that car is definitely an upgrade over the car from the first movie. Yeah. They actually got an upgrade there. Nice good Ford. We'll go with that. So we get home, get home, and we get our, our introduction to Todd and Margot. I love these two. <laughs> I actually Todd and Margot. I, I didn't like them when I was little. Like I remember being like, Oh, yeah. I hate them. But right. now yeah. I like find well, that's the point. Like yeah, that's the point. But, uh, you know, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, I love her so much. She's amazing at everything. It's hysterical. God, I love her. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've, this has been put on record before, but for an older lady, she's very attractive. I was about to say, Josh has a thing for her. She's he brilliant, too, which makes wallet. her more attractive because she's <laughs> yeah. just right. brilliantly funny. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and this is where our second Texas Chainsaw Massacre reference comes in. <laughs> this <laughs> Him walking out of the garage with the hockey mask on. <laughs> got our Friday the Thirteenth and Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. Same time. Yeah. Where are you gonna put that? I, Bend over and I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's that's my quote, bro. <laughs> How dare you say that to me? I wasn't. Talking I was talking to, to you. you. <laughs> <laughs> We're all gonna be doing this the whole show, folks. That's right. <laughs> if you're not interested, you might as well turn it off now. Turn around now. <laughs> So he gets the tree inside, and they're ready to open it up. <laughs> Sorry, you're gonna have to anticipate a lot of laughter here, like Eric was saying. But when he when he cuts the rope, <laughs> and it just goes out everywhere, out the windows. A lot of sap in here. Lots of sap. A lot of sap. Lot of sap. And then his fingers are sticky Dude, when he's in bed. I love that. The magazine. And then and then he gets her hair and the lamp. And, uh, <laughs> the lamp. Pulls it all in. Dude. All right. Now, how many of y'all have actually had to, like, cut trees and deal with tree sap? Uh, yeah, no. definitely. Okay. No. Dude, you have to take that off with paint thinner yep. or, like, mineral spirit. And even then, it does leave that little residue. You're it's a little tacky. It's Yeah, it's it's no fun at all goes on forever so yeah it's like you see you're grabbing your hair in the lamp he's like yeah that, that could totally happen That's well i mean thing. it's going to be repetitive since we talked about steve martin last time um but here again chevy chase physical comedy in this oh dude he makes it great. i i think yeah. he he's better even for as good as steve martin is i think chevy chase oh can, yeah. Can, yeah put him in a room and he will just like trip and fall on and stumble over things and knock things over mm-hmm. he, you could just stick him in a room and, and just watch him do the, all that goofy stuff it's i mean you're gonna hear us quote this movie all night long but a lot of what makes this movie funny is some of his facial expressions yeah. I, I i mean i can think of a handful right off the top of my head that would just make me crack up uh but you don't get the full experience without seeing those facial expressions and he does it so well mm-hmm. um and and it's it's so much so that 
it's not overperformed. Like within the scene with him and his wife in bed, when he leans over and kisses her and pulls the hair and like she, he and her both acted out to a T like she does not even look phased by what's happening because she just is like that whole exchange between them is great because they, they know how to play it mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. It's like goofy with the glue, that classic yeah, thing where he gets his hand stuck to the thing and then it's stuck to his forehead mm-hmm. and it's stuck to this and stuck to that. Oh, so good. Now, as someone who is a fan of the, what are the calendars called? That they're going Advent through in the, calendars. The Advent, Advent calendars. calendars. Do you like that this is kind of your... I love it. it. I absolutely <laughs> love it when they open the doors to the Advent calendar. It is a fun little framing device for the whole thing. Yeah. And letting you know, like, the time frame, you know, rather than putting a date on the, you know, just slapping a date on the thing. Oh, you know, this is Christmas Eve. This is whatever. Right. It's a fun yeah. little I one. didn't even know what those were when I was a kid. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, we didn't have them in my I house. Didn't, I didn't have that. I didn't know that until I was an adult, like what an advent calendar My was. mom oh, wow. had one that she would Yeah, take we out. always yeah. had one. Yeah. But we move along to Clark's business here, which he's just gotten. Uh, the food additive designer of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seals in the crunch. Yep. Food we, varnish. Yeah, food varnish. <laughs> Sounds healthy and safe. Oh. But we get our other driving force of this movie, and what leads to a lot of comedy is his he's waiting on his Christmas bonus because he already put forward the money for the pool that couldn't even be covered through his banking account. Yeah, mm-hmm. he floated a check to put a deposit down. <laughs> yeah. What a psycho. And didn't tell his wife. It was so much either. slower back then. Like yeah. it would take, you know, some time Weeks. to clear. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right, but still it's, it's really not a good irresponsible. Thing. No. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's just, but that's Clark throughout the the movies, even like yep. we get the Vega, Vega, sure, Vega of course, vacation yeah. where he, go, he goes overboard with the money. It's just, he, he's more about, I want to make, do something to make my family happy and have a great time screw the bank account right you know it's right. all about having the best christmas possible and that's but that makes him a good dad also in the same right sense. but also talking well, about how clark is an asshole childish you know we yeah. mentioned earlier clark is an asshole and did we well i did <laughs> <laughs> i was about to say i don't think the other three was anything about it being an asshole I, it's hard for listening to him complain about money throughout this film looking at his house and looking at everything yeah. he's got yeah like, Oh, the dude yeah. is just fine. <laughs> well, that's kind of yeah. what I'm getting to is he's, his irresponsibility is what leads to all these all these issues. Yeah, like if he doesn't well, like, get the bonus, he just cancels the pool. It's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, but so Cancel just so you understand going back again. So this is my dad, <laughs> but not for things for his family. So like we didn't get any of the benefit of the <laughs> irrational decisions oh and gosh. it wasn't fun. So... <laughs> But we find out his crunch enhancer is something that the bigwigs want their hands, you yep. know, want to talk Mr. about. Shirley. He, so he's got to put together a presentation of it. I want to play the clip of this because this is one of the genius moments in this movie that I think. And it makes for some good audio as well. Mark? Mm. Clark. I love the Tasmanian Devil Coffee Cup. Are you the one who was working on that non-nutritive cereal varnish? Yes, sir. I've got to give a speech to a trade group. I'd like to mention it. Write up a brief summary and have it to me by the end of the day. My pleasure. Layman's terms, none of that inside bullshit jargon that nobody understands. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Shirley, 
Uh, we got your Christmas card the other day, and my family and I are very flattered that you remembered us. Corporate cards. So you see how his <laughs> eye flutters and whatnot when he's talking? Yeah. Don't forget that report, Bill. Yes, sir. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. My ass. Kiss, Kiss his, his ass. ass. Kiss, Kiss your ass. ass. <laughs> Happy Happy see, that is something that sounds to me like it's a, a Chevy Chaseism. Like that, yeah. that feels yeah. like Fletch. That feels like Fletch. Yep. That doesn't feel written to me. Maybe it was, but like there are moments in this movie that feel like it's just something Chevy Chase did in the scene. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know, but that was just Chevy being Chevy, Chevy in those that, moments. That's just you know? such a Fletch moment. Oh, just yeah. My ass kiss his exactly ass. What just I like, thought. yeah, just muttering like weird things, but yeah. I don't know. I think we get the che- uh, the real Chevy moment in the next scene here, where he's shopping. And <laughs> yeah, we meet, we meet the lingerie, but the, the way he talks to her, that is so Chevy. Chevy. Absolutely, and, yeah. <laughs> and it is it is good audio, but that that scene, and that's one reason I didn't pull that clip, is because that scene not only has the audio, but it's the visual. Yeah, and that's where I like that's where I wrote down in my notes Chevy Chevy Chase physical acting like yeah because the things he's doing while he's talking to her are hilarious and like nobody would do them uh-uh. yeah and he's he's so, he's like, stammering and saying the wrong word it's amazing yeah he's yeah, basically she, like the 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 wolf with its eyes bugging out and its tongue yeah, unfurling yeah. <laughs> she the- has him so it's a bit nipply out can I pull something out for you? <laughs> he just yeah. starts laughing. No, I was, I was yeah, just he gets uncontrollable laughing too. He just can't mm-hmm. help it. Yes, you can pull something out for me. No, I was just browsing. I'm browsing. <laughs> and he, yeah, wipes his head with the, the with the lady's underwear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tis the season to be married. That's my name. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Rush, you can't see the lines. Yeah. And I mean <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm seeing it in my head, so I start crying. I mean, you mean as a teenager when I see this, you know, I'm right there at the 13, 14 year old. Yeah, of course, I'm loving this because that's a nice shot, you know, of that age. And then you just like Russ is just nonchalantly just standing there. Yeah, I can't see the lines. Yeah, can you, Russ. Johnny Galecki is great in yeah. this. I, I love him in this mm-hmm. movie. He really it, has a he, nice like. Uh, like chemistry, campaign. yeah, with Chevy Chase too. I they they have some yeah, funny they, moments together. They definitely work good together. So, <laughs> but the never mind. <laughs> we'll move on. I'm moving on. I'm gonna, I'll probably get it. I'm going to get into it later. Anyway, but it's so. it's it's hilarious, but it's also so cringy. Yeah, you know, like he is a married man. There's and he's just like yeah. no, she's dead. She's dead. Remember? To engage in this conversation with this woman to the point where she's pulling her skirt up yeah. to. Yeah. God rest you know. her soul. His wife. And, that, and, and that's the thing about like Rusty comes up and he knows exactly what his dad's doing. Yeah. So he's just an observer. Yeah. He shakes his head. He's like, here goes dad again. You know? Yeah. I mean, he does this in every vacation movie too. So yeah. Right. It's part of the formula. Uh, who was the model that uh, he was going after in part one? I, I her it's Christy Brinkley. Christy it? Brinkley. Yeah, yeah, it was just escaping me. Yeah, they bring her back in va- in Vegas vacation. I think I, I don't remember. Well, I haven't. I, think, I don't remember anything about European vacation. So yeah, I, I think they do. And, and they pass it. I mean, she's got a baby in the back seat. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it was. Right. But then we get back home, and the doorbell begins to ring ominously. I, I, I love the shift in tone there. Of the doorbell. Yeah, you feel it. Oh, 
everybody's reaction at different times. I mean, it's the same time, but you know, this so cutting back. This so perfectly captures the chaos of having family arrive at your house where yes. everyone's talking at once and you're trying to get them settled and it's chaos. He's like, what do we do with the cars? What do we do with it? And everyone's talking over each other. And I, I almost got anxious watching this because I was just thinking of times that I've been in that situation where it's like, oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me help you with that. Let me help you. And you're just jumping around. Oh my God. It's so perfectly captures that. And, and I love that they, they set up the things like with the grandparents, with, with uh, Clark and his mom, where she's pulling his ears and it's, pushing his yeah, nose like and cute. all of that stuff. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a quarter if you rub on my foot for a little while. Pull <laughs> my bunions. A whole quarter. <laughs> and then the parents are telling them all about their, like uh, uh, Ellen's mom is telling her, oh, I've got hemorrhoids and everything. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, God, it, oh, this is horrible. Your mother waxes her upper lip. <laughs> she has for years, Clark. Doesn't show. But I, I, it's great because this reverts back to the scene where they're in bed and she's talking about this. He wants this family Christmas. They show up. Oh, I'm going to go do the lights on the house. Like, he's not going to tend to the family. Yeah. He's just going to, he's going to go avoid the family the whole time. Yep. Exactly. That's what my dad does. My dad definitely does that. When we have that, he goes outside to find something to do. My dad and I would escape these family Christmases often go on walks, go outside and throw the football. We would often get away from the craziness. And uh, yeah, yeah, I I can definitely relate to that, but you're right. He wants the idea of a family Christmas of the perfect family Christmas, but he doesn't really want to sit and talk with his (laughs) in-laws, you know, all day. He's, he's going to go do his stuff. His in-laws thinks he's an idiot anyway. Yeah. They particularly his father-in-law. Oh man, they're always making some kind of little witty comment about him through pretty much the whole movie from this mm-hmm. point on. But we get to the the lighting that is known as Clark. Holy crap, dude! I want to have a house that's lit like that. Yeah, all the lights, all of them. See it from space because yeah. that's shit that my dad like strives for. He wants to ha- his house to be seen from space. And again, it's you. You're getting just a lot of time with Chevy Chase here, just being silly. All the gags on the yeah. ladder, stapling his sleeve and falling off and sliding down and all these different things. I mean, so good. he hardly has any lights up and he's almost killed himself <laughs> twice already. Yeah. And like nothing's even attached yet. Well, the <laughs> fun thing, when he goes up the extension ladder the first time, it comes straight down. And I don't know how many people have been on the extension ladder. It is not going to do that. So no, <laughs> Where you just go straight down. Gravity does not work that way. <laughs> This isn't going to be good for the people listening, but the, with, with Eric and Jason on video here with us, like when he does that thing with his hand when he goes oh, all yeah. the, he, from uh, around the ladder, I love that. He does like, like that's he does stuff like that with the 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 flipping window, the round window when he's stuck in the attic too. Yeah, he doesn't know to he look in the top or the head. bottom. Yeah, all that little stuff. That's just again, okay. it's the physical comedy yeah. of him working with he has in the scene with him, like the ladder or the little window. He does so great with what he has just right there in front of you. And I can understand wanting to, to be precise and, and, and do it the right way. But the amount of staples this man is using is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every, every time, like every six inches, maybe like, yeah. Oh my God. He spent a fortune dude, I, on staples. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, that is not a safe way to attach Christmas lights to your house. No. That is an electrical nightmare waiting to happen. 
Go to your local hardware store and buy bulb clips. Be smart, people. <laughs> no, Jason's hardware advice for this episode. <laughs> I want to ask Jenny because I, I, I'm pretty sure it is, but did you put in your notes the granddad snoring watching TV? Yes. <laughs> it reminds me so much of my granddad and papa uh, during yep. uh, Thanksgivings and Christmases, and it really made me miss them because it's so... Yep accurate <laughs> it captures yeah, I, a lot of classic family stuff like that yeah. I, I i get it too and and yeah it feels like family christmas you know mm-hmm. right my dad does that every night or my mom does that to my dad every night he's in the chair snoring he starts turning the tv up when I go to visit him, i'm like mom i can hear you from next door well you see what i'm dealing with i'm like how is he even asleep yep jeez well, that's that's when uh, Juliet Lewis. Uh, what's the daughter's name? I can't ever remember. Audrey. Audrey. That's uh, when Audrey is skinning the carrots, and she's talking about how how bad it is that she's having to sleep with her brother. Oh, and yeah. do you know how like, disgusting that is? And she says, "Well, I'm sleeping with your father." <laughs> <laughs> We're all making sacrifices, Audrey. We're all in misery. It's the holidays. We're all in. They do. Have, they, are you try, are you smoking again? <laughs> <laughs> they do have to share a twin bed, though. You think there'd yeah, be enough space in the old house, you know? Well, Jenny brought up a well, good point. Wait, wait, before we get there, I, I want to go back to something. Um, so Russ is helping his dad with the Christmas decorations. Yeah. And so the first thing we get is the insane ball of lights. There's just a just little, a little knot. knot. Just a little knot. A little bitty <laughs> you, knot. You can work on that. And uh, then later... Um, Clark's up on the roof, and Russ comes out with the reindeer. He's like, I can't find the Santa. And he's like, it's in, you know, the basement. We'll get it later. Well, where do you want these? And he's like, oh, just anywhere. And he just, <laughs> You see the legs break off and everything. Yeah. Johnny Galecki is so good because, yeah, I mean, just the way he just drops them. Dead weight. And yeah, you can see the actual leg of the reindeer break when it hits the ground. Those reindeer <laughs> are no extremely shit. fragile. Like, they come apart yeah. constantly. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. they're, like, from the 50s. They must be, like, a, a family They're, like, dry rotted or something. Or something. Yeah. yeah. But then they come back outside. You know, Clark's still doing the lights. And then we get the gutter scene. Again, the physical the physical humor. <laughs> oh, I, I, I mean... Oh, that's, that's it. Made me. It makes me cringe every time I see it. Him hanging from the gutter like that. I'm just like. <laughs> but then when he hangs there and it breaks loose and they, he launches that freaking gutter sickle <laughs> like a missile into the <laughs> yeah into the neighbor's uh, bedroom. Honestly, uh, it's good and it leads to a scene that I love even more. Mm-hmm. When you cut to Margot and Todd looking at the dis- destruction in their bedroom mm-hmm. and. T- well, something had to come through the window. Something had to break. It seems kind of obvious, doesn't it? Why is the carpet all wet, yeah. Todd? I don't know, Margo. And then they both slowly look out the window. They yep. know what happened. They know. No, they knew if they knew. And then uh, we get the, was it, he hung up 25,000 lights. Twinkle lights. Imported Italian, Italian twinkle lights. Twinkle lights. You know, the thing about this movie is that's a big part of it, and that's something that he overcomes and whatnot. But honestly, it's all white lights. I mean, come on, you got to have some green and red. You got to have some colored lights. Come on, bro. This might show up later in your in your ugly. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset at the color of light. So we needed multicolor, and we needed some icicle light. I like we the all white. Flashy bulbs. So I'm gonna. I'm sticking with Clark on this one. I like the all white. It's classy. Those look nice. Maybe the amount he did cool. isn't so classy, but the white looks nice. So he decides. Hey, Russ, why don't we go start checking all the bulbs? Oh, well, you know, you look at that. I got to get to bed. And I read about this. Apparently, looking at a head of his wrist and not having a watch is as a, as a Chevy Chase thing, mm. which I've never really picked up on. little homage to, to Chevy Chase, I guess. Huh? Yeah. So, and like you said, they worked well with, with, with each other. Like, mm-hmm. that's one of those things. So, I think it was planned, but it's kind of cool that they did something like that. Yeah. <laughs> gotta go, uh, gotta do some homework to finish. Uh, gotta feed the hog. <laughs> I gotta pay some bills. <laughs> he says it's all that. Great. What is he walking away? It's great. Oh, well, then, then we get the sleeping know, arrangements. Sleeping. And this is we go back to the twin bed sleeping situation with yeah. the kids. The only reason that the kids are in that bed. And not in the bunk beds, because that would be the more logical place to put them. Yeah. Is so the granddad can be looking at that poster on the ceiling. <laughs> I don't know. Can I you can put two old that. people in a in a in a twin bed? One might fall yeah, out. It's kind of small. Kind of small. They're full that, grown. That been... I think it might have been a full. At knowing kids though, I my kids anyway, one of them would be sleeping on the floor. And it just comes back in the next scene when Chevy Chase is stuck in the attic. Yeah. And he's a moron just, for walking on the plaster instead of the yeah. But yes. frames. Hilarious. He walks on the boards and they just take turns smacking him in the face. Yeah. I mean, it's funny just him trying to get into the attic. The first, I mean, he owns the house. He's probably been in the attic. How many times what does he do? He opens it, gets smacked in the face by the ladder. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, dude, I mean, the, the is, planks coming up is, pure dude. looney tunes i mean that's just yeah. yeah on my watch for this episode dude i sat there and laughed so hard and i've done it every time with him doing the planks just the ba- it's it's so bugs bunny <laughs> yeah. yeah think about it of the elmer fudd going back and forth boom boom or daffy doing yeah. that yeah i laugh so hard every time he does again the physical comedy because you look at the expressions on his face every time he gets hit with a board yeah and I, mm-hmm. I love the gag of him. Him, he's so elaborate in where he hides his presence that he finds one that he hid, <laughs> however long ago, covered in dust. Yeah, where he's yeah, hiding like stuff for this ago. Christmas. Yeah. Um. Now, why wouldn't he just crawl through the hole that he made in the in the ceiling? Fair and just point. Go back through the house. A good point. I mean, he's right there at a bunk bed. It's not like he would have had to have jumped a great distance or anything. He didn't He's want to a tall man. Here's a question: Why would he set up his entire seating arrangement on the on the door to the <laughs> house? Oh, well, we're talking about solid, Clark here. You know, yep. it was solid at least. But I do he wasn't love fall through that, any other parts. that touching moment, and he falls. He just drops. So, so great. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool that he finds the old uh, reels of the old home movie. I think this is the first style. time I noticed. Uh, Uncle Lewis or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's a, yeah he's, he's in the little videos. video. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the cool thing about it, uh, <clears throat> that part right there goes back to uh, it's because the movie is basically based on a John Hughes short story. It's called Christmas nineteen fifty nine, 
It's what they did it all up, and that's why they even put the 55 on there because they were trying to pay a little homage to the original short story that John Hughes wrote back like in 1980. Oh, wow. Because huh. he kind of did a little st- – I read about that earlier today. It's like he did a little short story back you know, way before there was a Christmas thing, and that's what they kind of used because it, it dealt with Clark uh, because, remember, he went on and did vacation and everything like that. So th- that, that was a little homage to his original short story. I kept I thinking, know you know, you get – Josh and Jason, you guys have a lot of um, figurines and, and, and little statuettes and things like that. Oh, uh, yeah. A figurine of Chevy Chase or, or, or of Clark with, with all the old grandma clothes on. Oh, would be dude. Wouldn't that be spectacular with that <laughs> they actually, head wrap? They actually have a, they have a NECA figure of him with the, the chainsaw outfit. Oh, yeah, that's with good. The, with the hockey mask and <laughs> yeah. stuff. But, yeah, that would be a great little... Uh, Almost like a chase variant or whatever, or something that you could do yeah. of him, because yeah, the image of him in those clothes is hilarious. Yeah, yeah it's That's all fantastic. the old. It looks like it's either his, maybe some of his mother's old stuff or, or his yeah. grandmother's yeah. even. Yeah, because that's old, yeah. like nineteen fifties type wear for a lady. Yeah. So, but he was he was he kept warm. That's all that mattered. He's cold in that attic. He's still checking the lights. <laughs> is it plugged in? You know the old right. saying. That scene has always frustrated me when. Is it because of this? Yes. <laughs> well, no. Dude. No, I, I just put a picture up of all the outlets. Dude, she- I have that in my notes again with me being <laughs> someone who knows how to do home repair and electrical work. That is frightening. Yeah. <laughs> to see 30 plugs plugged on top of each other into one little plug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it fits this movie perfectly. Oh, God. Even the outside where he plugged them into a six outlet strip. Right. Yep. There's probably 20 plugged into that. I love his <laughs> his little diagrams and stuff. He's got it all on paper. It's probably the right. insane yeah. diagram. But I, that's not what frustrates me. It's it's the them trying to figure out that it's the switch and going back and forth. forth. And and like even as a kid, I remember just it, it just it made me anxious that like, like <laughs> hit the switch, hit the switch. You know. I love that they set it up to where the the mother the mother in law or, or Clark's mom goes out into the garage just on a whim to put something in the fridge or whatever and turns the light on and then you get oh yeah <laughs> and, and the neighbors fall down because they're blinded and I, I, the <laughs> one I love is the meter on the side of the house yeah what? and then go the f- nuclear power plant having to go to auxiliary powder because the whole town just got dimmed yeah, yeah it's great <laughs> I love that little cut scene I love right Todd there. falling down the stairs too. Yeah. With like yeah. the platter, like it's just so ridiculous. Yeah, because the lights were on and it went dark, and your eyes aren't yeah. adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> Marco's crying over spilled wine on her. Clock. My carpet. <laughs> but we do finally figure out that's what turns the lights on. But before he gets them all working, he's just trying to light the Santa and the reindeer. Yeah, yeah. And he absolutely loses his shit. And this is Josh. <laughs> Anytime anything electronic won't work. I have, I know you have, Jenny. I have personally witnessed things flying across a room and a garage. Yeah. That's funny. That I, I remember Josh throwing something, trying to get, uh, what was it Walking Dead or Breaking Bad when we, we would watch it together? <laughs> And it was like the new episode was on. You couldn't get the, you couldn't get the cable. It was the working. remote, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> He threw a remote. He did, he did throw a router um, down uh, two stories once when it wouldn't work. I love that yeah. I'm going to have a reputation that I'm just yeah. this guy who freaks out and throws Josh shit. Josh has the a time. rage problem. The only problem. time 
but no, Josh he, ever gets angry. Yeah. The, it's not even the. It's not even just anger about things. He has no sympathy for electronic devices that do not do what they are supposed to do when he wants it to happen. Yeah. You will die, electronic device. It will happen. I pay enough money for electronics; they should never fail me. <laughs> so that's. But he oh. he punches the. He punches the Santa yeah. in the face. Yeah, he dents his face in. Another cool part about that scene is he does that. He broke his pinky doing it, and he had to do it a couple more times Whoa. with a broken pinky. And the, and actually, the scene or the 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 cut they used the, the the one that they used out of the takes was the one that he broke his pinky, pinky. on. Yep. So he didn't have to do the retakes afterwards. <laughs> But yeah, then after that, you know, the whole dismantling of Santa and the reindeer, you get it to the slow motion of the hands coming together to plug in the plugs. Yeah. And the little spark. And it, it just all happens to happen at the same time she turns the switch on. Yeah. It reminds me of Doc Brown uh, connecting the. Yeah. Yeah, the for sure. I love the look on Beverly D'Angelo's face when she like she she knows she's she like, knows. oh, I just solved the problem. Yeah, problem. <laughs> Click. And then the lights, and then we get more of the music. Yep. It's so happy. But that is totally my dad. Like, I, I will even say this. He just hung up Christmas lights this past weekend. He put them on the roof and only half worked on one end of the house and half worked on the other end of the house. And I'm like, did you plug them in before you hung them up? And just the look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, perfect. you got to plug I, them in as you go, in my opinion. Yeah. I put them yeah, in. I it. plug them in before I even start yeah. hanging them yep. up. But just the look on my dad's face was like, I fucking hate you right now. <laughs> well, it's great that now he's he's conquered his Mount Olympus of these lights. Everybody comes out, and of course, everybody has good things to say. And then the step, the the the, the father in law, well, those little lights aren't twinkling. I know, Art. I love yep. the I love the emotional talk he has with his dad. Dad, you taught me everything about exterior illumination. <laughs> <laughs> and I love just- that actor. John Randolph. I, I yep. don't oh, know dude, what else yeah. he's in off the top of my head. I'm going to look here, but he is so endearing as the dad. And yeah. he's just such a sweet old look, sweet old guy. You know, like I love that character. I always loved Clark's dad. So as he's going down the line, he bumps into cousin Eddie. Wait a minute. You weren't here a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes Catherine? out of nowhere. <laughs> and the look, this I'm seeing it in my head, but the smile that, I mean, Randy Quaid is gold in this movie. Yeah. He's so it, funny. It's his most memorable character. That's what he's best known for. I mean, yeah. he essentially plays this character again in Independence Day. Yep. More or less. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, should and we I, talk I, about I, I, Randy Quaid and his fall from grace? Because <laughs> I have some... <laughs> Is he still in Canada running from the cops and the tax people or something? No. Well, I don't think so. I think he's back now. But uh, yeah, I mean, Randy Quaid descended into madness at some point. (laughs) Um, He claimed to be on the run from a group of Hollywood star whackers, as he called it. He he claims they're responsible for the deaths of Heath Ledger and David Carradine, among others. Uh, He famously made a, a sex tape with his wife, who was wearing a Rupert Murdoch mask is strange <laughs> multiple arrests and 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 you know being sued and suing people and all kinds of legal stuff super paranoid thinking he's being bugged and things like that 
Yeah, uh, he kind of went nuts after this. And as recently as a week ago, uh, the president of the United States uh, shared some of his tweets, oddly enough, retweeted them. So that's strange. Oh. But uh, yeah, he is hilarious in this movie. And that feeling of the, the cousin that you didn't want to show up at the, <laughs> the holiday or whatever, <laughs> you know, like, oh, God. Well, we were going to call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We thought we should surprise you. Oh, wow. But this gives us a good moment to jump into Almost Famous. Almost Famous. I know that, dude. I don't know them. I know her. Haven't you ever heard of that guy? That guy who was in that movie that was out last year. So, Eric, you were talking about the dad, the wholesome dad, Clark's Clark's dad. Was I? John Randolph. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I love Clark's dad. He's just such a wholesome character. He's such a lovable old guy. I just want him to be my grandpa. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he he was in he, he was in Escape from the Planet of the Apes in seventy one, Serpico in seventy three. Uh, what else was it, Jason? Uh, King Kong nineteen seventy six. Seventy six King Kong, and done a lot of television and stuff like that as well. But I recognize the other the other uh, in law. Um, he's been in other stuff before. E- he's kind e- of like, e. G. Marshall. Yeah. He's kind of creepy looking old guy. Yeah, he was in Superman 2 and Creep Show. You know who's Creep Show? Creep Show would be what I know him from. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, Doris Roberts. Roberts. Right, from yeah. Everybody so Loves Raymond. Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is yep. pre Raymond. Pre Raymond. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, she's she, she done a lot of voice acting too for like cartoons and stuff like that too. You know who sticks out to me as like an, an almost famous who is that guy kind of type is Sam McMurray. The guy who plays Bill, his coworker. Yeah, I wrote I wrote his name down. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's been in a few things. Yeah, I didn't write down what he's been. Oh, Raising Arizona. Uh, yeah. Drop Dead Gorgeous, Adam's Family Values, a lot of television. He's been in a million things. He's he's the dad in a lot of things. You know, he's yeah. someone's dad. What, well, it's it's funny you brought him up because I wrote it down. I know him from a movie called Stone Cold from back in the late nineties. With Brian Bosworth. Bosworth. Oh, damn. The it's Boz? And yeah. our guy from Alien. He's in uh, it. Lance, uh, Hend- yeah, Lance he, Hendrickson. Yeah, Lance Hendrickson's in it. Yeah. And uh, William Forsythe. It was right. one of those that I was watching over and over again as a kid. And I'd actually like to talk about it on one of our shows here. Dude, I liked that movie point. when I was a kid. <laughs> it's cheesy it cool. as fuck. But uh, yeah, but that, that's what I knew him from because he was like the, it was like a buddy cop thing. And he was opposite Brian Bosworth and they were kind of the team in that. So that's what I really know him from. Uh, right. Also, William Hickey, the um, Uncle Lewis guy. Uncle yeah. Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy is un- unmistakable. You know, that his voice and his face is just like, you just know that and then he's there's, that um, guy, you know? Aunt, Aunt Bethany, she was actually the voice of Betty Boop. Betty Boop. I love her. She is the mm-hmm. sweetest. I want her mm-hmm. to be my grandma. We're, and I yep, want we're getting to her. And I want uh, Clark's dad to be my grandpa. But I would think if you're talking about almost famous, like even some of the because some of these people really didn't do a lot. But if you're at the top, I if you're looking at the people who are building this going down, I mean, of course, uh, Juliet Lewis went on to do pretty good. Uh, yeah, she Julie was actually famous. Yeah, Juliet Lewis Dreyfus, all that. But the one who stayed under the radar was actually Beverly D'Angelo. Mm, she was think... always kind of right there. I mean, she was in American History X, House Bunny, you know, but she played small parts. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, yeah like, I, I could see. She that. didn't have that over. I mean, people knew who, but she never had that. Of some of the other people that are on this list, actually did 
were in more memorable movies than what she was. Guys are missing the top contender. Absolutely. It's Clark's boss, Brian, Brian. Doyle Murray. No, yep. But see, I knew him. Yeah, I, I feel like That's he's too he, famous to be. Yeah, that I feel guy. he's too famous. He's a Murray. I'm talking about Sam McMurray over here. You, you, you're throwing a, a Murray brother at me. That guy yeah. who looks like Bill Murray, but he's of. not Bill Murray, <laughs> right? Because I mean, he was the ball, he was the owner of the arcade from Wayne's World. He was in Ghostbusters too. He was in Scrooge. I mean, I know that guy. I mean, I know Beverly Allen, but I think he was in more memorable movies than she was. Because the only yeah. thing she really did was the vacation movies. We're, we're going to find out how many uh, Murrays there actually are here in a couple of weeks when we talk about Scrooge. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Because <laughs> I think all of them are in that movie. <laughs> but yeah, almost famous that we didn't agree on this week. We agreed last week. It's Sam McMurray. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking with Brian Doyle Murray. Yep, me too. Y'all are wrong. He's too famous to be almost famous. Yes, he's too famous. Anyway, moving on. No, we're not moving on until we all agree. We got a hung jury here. It doesn't have to be a consensus. This just turned into 12 angry men. Man. Aha! Um, Clark's, uh, Clark's uh, father-in-law was in that. 12 angry men. Oh, was he? Oh, he was. Shit. Yes. You're right. <laughs> Josh did that on purpose, right, Josh? I love that movie. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he accidentally on purpose did Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, so cousin uh, Eddie is in town for Christmas. Yay. Yeah. He's got a fabulous black dicky working under his the see-through. very see-through white <laughs> shirt. I love the dicky, dude. It's so funny. It's great. Josh, don't take that out. Of context. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dicky is one good thing about this scene, but the thing that I love is the moose cups. Yes. The moose yeah. cups are fantastic. It's not only those things. It's also they're walking around chatting and Randy Quaid takes one finger to this one <laughs> <laughs> and it collapses. <laughs> Everything he Never touches to be repaired again. Yeah, everything well, he touches is broken, basically. Yep. We had Jenny say that Clark is her dad, and honestly, when Uncle Eddie comes into the picture, this is like my family just showed up to the to the get together. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Because I love the conversation is about how he had to put his daughter in the clinic to get her off of the sauce, get her off the wild turkey, <laughs> the wild turkey, get her off the wild turkey. Yeah, I mean they they have an entirely different lifestyle, and you, yeah. you they show up at Christmas, and you haven't seen them all year or since last Christmas, a or maybe a years. few years, and and yeah, you you've got like a culture clash going on a little bit, yeah, mm -hmm. and you got Clark bitching about money the entire movie, yeah, exactly, yeah. living in a super nice house, yeah, mm -hmm. and I like. Clark knows that he has to try and make conversation with him, but he could care less what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And he's like, can I refill your eggnog? You're stealing my quote. I'll say it. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat, drive you out in the middle of nowhere and leave you for dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing just fine. Clark. <laughs> just fine. Really nice. <laughs> really nice. Oh, but then we get to meet Mr. Shirley again. You can find how much of a kind of a dick of a boss he is. 
I mean, Clark is coming to his office to make chit chat with him, bring him a Christmas gift that him and his wife put together for it. Which everybody, everybody is, bought the same. Other gift. bought the same thing. What, what is, is it? it? <laughs> what is it? I have to know what it is that everybody bought him. I love that I they make it. Yeah, I love that they make it distinct enough. Like it's two different packages put together. Yeah, it's distinct it's enough shape. that it's like, what the hell is yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. I think if one looks like a coffee cup. Yeah, it could be a mug. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Scented candle, know? maybe. It's listening. Know. Let us know if you know. Yeah, <laughs> Some chocolate. One thing I noticed about this scene too, uh, with the giant boardroom, is did you notice all the hourglasses that are sitting on the table? Mm-hmm. Like, what's this dude's obsession with hourglasses? Time. Time, Time is money. Time mm-hmm. is money. Yep. That's a great representation of that. Thing. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> seem to have any kind of time to speak to Clark at any point. So, yeah, nope. get me somebody. Get me somebody. Anybody. Get me somebody. Anybody. <laughs> get me somebody while I'm waiting. <laughs> but uh, then we get to the famous sledding scene. Five hundred times it, more slippery than cooking oil. <laughs> it is a silicone-based kitchen lubricant. Oh, and, and when you know, he fires off like a rocket, is so funny, dude. It's hilarious. It, like all like spinning around and going through snow banks and. But you're not going to catch Cousin Eddie doing that. Because <laughs> he's got his plastic uh, implant you know, in now. He doesn't want to mess up his it part. it gets messed up, it's just not going to do right. <laughs> but yeah, and I love to have the whole thing going through all the snow banks into the Walmart parking lot and everything. And then the Cousin Eddie, bingo. Why does he say bingo right there? I don't know. It doesn't make any I sense. Just- because he can't see Clark. Clark's in the next county. Clark's like five miles away. <laughs> he, is, he, he went down the interstate, took the exit. He's at Walmart in the next county over. He don't even know where he is. The bingo does not make sense. Yeah, it's weird, but whatever. I hate it. Well, now, after Clark's had his little uh, sledding incident, he decides to have him in a nice little dream sequence. Thinking about what it's going to be like when that pool goes in. He's going to have the family over. Looks like a nightmare to me. It's weird yeah, that his it, fantasy has yeah. Uncle Eddie in it, but he right it has he, cousin Eddie in a cousin Eddie, bikini. Yeah. I think it's just that he shows up inadvertently because you know he's in his life at the moment, and so it's creeping <laughs> into his es- dreams. He can't escape Eddie yeah. even in his dreams. But yeah. I like I love that the wife beater is all the way down, and he's got his freaking swim trunks tucked over for it. It looks yeah. hilarious, and then he throws his towel in the pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest offense. You don't throw your towel in the pool, man. Well, but we get the sales girl comes back. Oh. <laughs> She's so much better to look at than Eddie. And if leopard. we're talking about a girl in a red bikini by the pool, I go Phoebe Cates over this girl. I so. agree. I agree. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Agree. What came first? I Fast think, times at Ridgemont High. I think Fast times at Ridgemont. Yeah, I think it was yeah. eighty four. Okay. Yeah, that's way earlier. So probably yeah. an intentional color choice for the. Oh, well, the they, don't they have this in? Um, also, she's not wearing a bikini. Vacation too. Well, piece. it's in regular vacation, yeah. but it, yeah, it, it goes it, down it, to the pool with uh, Christy Brinkley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we, I love the song that's playing while he's having it. It's the Meli Kalikima. Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> that's a good one. Hawaiian uh, Christmas song. I love it. It's good, brilliant. But then Ruby, Ruby Sue mistakes him for Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know where she got that assumption that that was Santa Claus, but because he's wearing red. his red house coat, dude. Didn't have white hair and a beard. She's hey, she doesn't know, maybe. Yeah, she's not. I mean, she, she wants to she led a relatively sheltered life. Yeah. I don't think she's terribly educated. 
Listen, Eric, you don't get to defend Ruby Sue if I don't get to defend the kid from Monster Squad. Okay. Yeah, no, he does. Yeah. We're, oh, we're are you are you putting her Eugene in the Eugene Adam? category? Eugene, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. putting Ruby Sue in the in the Eugene category. Yeah. No Man, way. This is a fight. No Let's way. throw down Jenny to sit back and watch. She Let's can go. at least say lines and and like she's even speaking in like kind of a you know she okay, says well, like we you know like using all this like dialect and stuff. This girl acts circles around Eugene. Eugene's trash yeah. dude she throws out shit and bricks bro yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> shit and rocks and then, oh yeah shit and rocks <laughs> and I, this whole interaction with her and him is really sweet and sad yeah when you find out that you know santa didn't come visit them last, last year, year even though they were good and so it plants the idea that you know they don't have money yeah. for their kids christmas see there's a, a a few of these through this whole movie i know it's it's a comedy but there's always these little touching moments throughout this whole movie it could it only maybe last about 15 seconds or 20 seconds of dialogue but it's actually a little touching emotional mm-hmm. moment that's not comedic or crude or anything they, they throw those in there right and We've as much one. as clark is an asshole he's sweet to the little girl uh-huh. yeah and we've got a clip that kind of i think displays that and we'll get to it in just a second because we've got one thing we've got to get to before this oh what do we got so we get up the next morning clark's looking out the window they're talking about how everything is going he's describing how beautiful the winter (laughs) morning is (laughs) and an asshole and what does he say an asshole in his bathrobe emptying a a chemical toilet into a storm sewer (laughs) and this doesn't matter what time of the year it is. The anything. The line ever. Merry Christmas! Shitter's full! <laughs> it's the line of the film. I mean... It is. Yeah. Dude, it's I mean, fantastic. that's every little meme with anything you see on the internet now. Shitter's full. Because he says shitter's full when Clark and them are looking at him. Mm-hmm. And then when he sees the neighbors, he says, Merry Christmas, shitter's full. Yeah, he says it it's twice. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love that Todd comes out for his run as he's doing it as well. And he just automatically he smells, smells it. it. Yeah. <laughs> But during our conversation of all of that, we find out that Clark says that Eddie doesn't have anything for his kids. So he and Eddie go shopping. I want to play this clip because the conversation in it is very good. And so is the, the, the visual part of it, which I'll try to step everybody through as best I can here. Yeah. What Eddie's doing. Yeah. Business Eddie. Well, I can't complain. How you doing? Six pack of Alpo. Your company uh, kill off all them people over in India not long ago? He continues no. to put dog food. Like a 30-pound bag of dog food. So far as, uh, right, that's one 30-pound or 40-pound. Yeah, Box of dog treats. Box of dog treats. Clark grabs that. And then Clark put that one in. Well, he pointed to it. He asked uh, him to put it in the uh-huh. buggy. Yeah. We live in it. They live Had in the RV. sell off the house, the barn, the 10 acres. All I kept was a 50-foot plot. Two bags. Three. Three. Oh, crap. You guys, Friday, you got. Only I had back the money that me and Catherine sent So thinking TV there's no way they could grab anything else. Place. But this is the best. Light bulbs. Boom. Right on top. Smashes the light bulbs. Hey, they're shopping at Walmart. That's old Roy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are shopping at Walmart. Gas money give out in Gurney. But they go through the spiel. And. 
it's obvious that Eddie was counting on Clark yeah. offering something to them for Christmas. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. When he talks, he said, "Hey, we're me and Ellen are gonna like, buy the kids stuff for Christmas like that," and he conveniently has a list in alphabetical order. Yeah. Inside of his uh, jacket pocket, there, like huh. he says, "If it wouldn't, if, uh, if, it, if it wouldn't be too much, I'd like to get something for you, Clark." Really nice. <laughs> really nice. <laughs> That is another one that we say all, all the time. The time. <laughs> That's nice. Real nice. Really nice. Yeah, apparently <laughs> Snots eats a lot of food. But then we're back home, and we have more visitors coming. Okay. Here's where we're about to go off. We're about to go off, off on a tangent here. Aunt Bethany is the best fucking thing She's in this amazing. movie. She's I love her. So adorable. <laughs> from, from the moment she in, it, this is like when Ben and Chris enter Parks and Rec in season two. <laughs> like when Aunt Bethany comes in and, and Uncle, uh, Uncle what's Lewis. his name? Lewis. Uncle Lewis. It just makes this ten times. Yeah, it better. just takes it up that other notch that it needs to finally explode. So I mean, we still have a bigger quote to get to, but. Because oh, Aunt yes. Bethany is here, I have to go through some of this. So here's one. If you have some fire clock. No, Bethany, those are Christmas lights. Don't throw me down, Clark. I'll try not to, Aunt Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> we say that all the time. We say that all the time. Everything that comes out of this woman's mouth is golden. It is. Oh dear. Did I break wind? <laughs> is Rusty still in the Navy? <laughs> And what's funny is, we like we talked about earlier, she was the voice of Betty Boop, and you can hear oh, it. definitely. Even mm-hmm. though she's that old, you take her back, you know, probably when she was way younger than this movie, you know that she's Betty Boop. You hear it. Here's my hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Oh, shit. I don't know if this is a hot take so much as it is a revelation. Did not dawn on me until I did research for this. I did not hear it. Did not put it together. She even looks I was like, like Betty "Holy Boop. shit, she is Betty Boop." Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, this is me about my my mom loves Betty Boop. I knew you were going to get into this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, Josh knows because that's my mom basically calls Josh her adoptive son. But she has Betty Boop everywhere in her. They, I buy her Betty Boop pops for Christmas <laughs> or anything Betty Boop. She loves Betty Boop. But that's how I knew as a kid because my mom went. That's the lady who voiced Betty Boop because my mom was born in the 50s and saw some of these cartoons through the years. And she knew that that was a lady who did Betty Boop. That's how mm-hmm. I learned as at a young age that that was Betty Boop's voice. So that go. so because of mom, that's I was smarter for that. But that's the only way I knew is because of my mom. Betty Boop. And Betty so Boop. now we're getting to Christmas dinner. Which, why are you having it on Christmas Eve? I don't know. Some people do Some have people their do. main yeah. dinner on Christmas Eve. I never do. A lot of people I just, do I that, found Josh. that a little weird. It's not weird. I don't do it, but a lot of people do. You know what? <laughs> Relax. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, but, again, Aunt Bethany Gold, they want her to say grace. Yeah. Passed away 30 <laughs> years ago. It's her 80th Christmas, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Lewis is... They want you to say grace. His finger movements and the way he enunciates grace is so fucking the funny. Blessing. The blessing. <laughs> he is the original Gollum, almost. <laughs> We're not going to get on another Gollum kick on this episode. Come on, Eric wants you to do a Gollum, dude. <laughs> I speak for myself, Jason. <laughs> right, come on, then you say it. No. 
No. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> I'm not but, your uh, monkey, Jason. She oh, says the Pledge of Allegiance. So good. In place of grace. Uh, Eddie, Eddie stands up and salutes. Yep. <laughs> I love the effect or whatever they did. It on is a great turkey when he goes to cut it. It is a great effect of the the turkey like uh, bursting open like an alien. Yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. burster. It's so funny you say that, dude, because that's exactly what I was about to say. I had it in my notes: <laughs> alien chest burster turkey. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. That is the driest turkey. And then they're all around the table going. I love the, the, how society and how families like you, you, you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. You want to be polite. Yeah. Uh, so everyone's eating it, even though it's completely ruined, clearly. <laughs> Lots of great little moments of, you know, like Clark nibbling on it, like with his teeth, like trying to get through a, a little piece. But. Yeah. Someone dunks it in their water glass. <laughs> yeah. That whole scene is like ASMR heaven, though. Like, yeah, again, like the sound design stuff if going you, on. If you like yeah. that sound, like people with, with, with all the clinking, eating. the clinking of the silverware and the chewing and all the stuff that's going on, and you can you can physically like you can hear the kids fighting with each other and stuff. <laughs> I love that no one is talking in that scene, and it's just the sounds going around the table. Like I said, I love it. Like whoever did the foley in this movie, yeah, fantastic, dude. That is great. But I even like it when you see them going around and Ellen's in the corner and she's eating. She's just throwing the food past her face. Yeah. <laughs> she's not even eating it. And then uh, was it Clark? I had some of the jello and he's like, and he has to take the water to look and he looks down and sees like the meow mix in the green jello. Yep. Oh. Eddie likes it though. I like when he cuts the turkey open and he goes, save the neck for me, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, here's the heart. Yeah, <laughs> but then we get snot is hacking up a bone or something underneath the table. He's gotten into the trash. You have to clean up the trash. Yep, and this is where well we we didn't get into where when Aunt Bethany shows up, she brings presents and she wrapped up her cat and her Jello mold as presents. Yeah. So they let the cat out and the cat gets into the to the lights of the tree, and next we get. Fried pussy cat. <laughs> Another great effect. The the cat, yeah. like, oh. and it, again, it's very much like a Looney Tune. Like, it's just like yes. an outline of a cat with yeah. foot, you know, like an explosion. Uh, just like if the, you know, the wily e. Coyote gets blown up with his own bomb or something. Yeah. <laughs> if she had nine lives, she just spent them all. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to fumigate this here chair, Clark. And <laughs> good How much this chair Adam. set you back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's worried about how much Clark spent on it. Oh god! And then yeah, when they're outside talking about it, he says, "You know, Clark's talking about he could smell the gas." Mm-hmm. Like I saw something coming. I said, "Hopefully, you know, nobody gets blown up or whatever like that." And then we go back inside. They're sitting back at the dinner table, and I love this shot. You saw where he, because uh, yeah, uh, Uncle Lewis had said earlier, "Hey, LA, can you give me my stogie?" And he goes in there and he's smoking. And then they're all sitting back down, and all of a sudden you see this. <laughs> Like a fireball. fireball. This huge fireball shoot across the living room. I mean, as a first watch, when you were watching that as a kid, you're like, what the fuck just happened? We just fried a cat. Who the hell is on fire? And that's set up earlier because Snot's drank the water out of the tree, so it dried up. It's, it's dried up. And if you've ever lit a sap. This is the, this is the, has Jason tried it? Well, have you guys ever burned a Christmas tree? Yes, I have video. I will send it to you all. Well, in high school, 
it became a it became a, a tradition in high school. My friend had a pickup truck. After Christmas, we would go pick up people's trees that were by the trash. We'd fill up his truck. We'd sometimes get, you know, 10, 15 Christmas trees and we'd have a bonfire for New Year's and we'd throw the Christmas tree, you know, throw another Christmas tree on the fire and it, it, you get 30 foot flames on those bad boys. I mean, just whoosh, you know. So definitely have some fond memories of burning Christmas trees. I love Clark and, and Uncle Lewis's exchange. My tree! So what's the matter with you? It's also <laughs> great when fire. he has to tackle him to put yeah. him out because he's on fire. <laughs> tackle the old man is such a funny look. You say it's an ugly tree anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> this is when uh, I think Clark seriously loses it. So the trees burn down and they hear a knock on the door. I have a delivery for Clark W. Grisman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the guys learned his lines. I think that was, he did it. <laughs> One more time. I have a delivery for Clark W. Grisman. <laughs> it's very like Woody Allen kind of. Uh, yeah. It's like Jerry Floyd Laven. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, the boss doesn't know his name either. Right. Yeah, it might not even have the name on there, right? Yeah. But he, he tells everybody about the pool, the Jelly of the Month Club. Is like a slap into the face, mm-hmm. yeah. and I love the anticipation. Like he's already told everybody. Yeah, that now he he's let the cat out of the bag that yeah. he couldn't cover, in anticipation of his bonus, dude. And he totally flips his shit, dude. From here, now this is probably, I'd say this is probably what the movie's best known for. Yes, it's what? one of the the top. It's one highlights. of the tops. Yeah, well, top highlights. Well, here we go. This is the clip. Love it. <laughs> Pound some eggnog. Sucks down that Chug in the mug. It's good. It's good. It's look on his face. Uh, hey. If any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, <laughs> I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people. Love I want him brought suit. right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, <laughs> Stiff-legged, spotty lip, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Where's Tom? <laughs> that is some of the best acting ever. Oh. He physically looks like his head's about to split yeah. open. It is oh. so good. And, and he just, it comes so natural from him. Like it, like it wasn't rehearsed or anything. Like he's literally just grasping for whatever he can. I wonder if. A lot of it was ad-libbed or how much of it was written. I know he was on Saturday Night Live and whatnot, but I don't know how much, you know, ad-libbing he did it. I'm sure you have to do quite a bit for, for Saturday Night Live and performance stuff like that, but... Yeah, I mean, he he probably... Maybe it was written, but he, you know, kind of riffed on it a little bit. Probably did a few yeah. versions of it. takes it took. Yeah, me too. I want to I know how many takes it took to get that right. Yeah. So, but this for is sure. when Clark really goes mad. <laughs> and, uh... Chainsaw time. Chainsaw time. 
He's he's gone and he's gotten a new tree. No, right. well, well, he goes outside and Russ is trying to like, dude, dad, calm down. And he's got that crazy <laughs> look in his face. He just good talk. Around, good talk. And then he goes to cutting the tree down and it crashes through their freaking window. Because they were talking, we didn't even put up a tree. Bam! Here's a tree right in your damn ba- uh, bedroom right through the window. Yeah, I mean, they should have called the police on, on Clark multiple times already. Dude, yeah, right. that's, that's The fact that they don't do that is crazy. But First, he fixes the null post. Well, yeah, the null post. <laughs> Fix the null That again is me. Yeah. He's, oh, God, uh, he's having a conversation with Ellen, um, and she's saying, Clark, don't you think, you know, you've kind of lost it and he says well we needed a coffin i mean (laughs) (laughs) there are no lots open i solved the problem and so he's just in his own world now where he's doing anything he can to hold on to this family christmas yeah with the chainsaw with him in the bathroom oh yeah because that's how he fixes the, the the loose knob on the the dual post the stairway which is called the null post apparently um yeah there's no way anyone knows what that's called exactly yeah i've I just called it as part of the banister post or stairway. right yeah. you definitely had a writer pulling out a dictionary for that but yeah then we get the uh, aunt bethany you can't hear anything here's a squeaking sound all right this is going to be a good spot for us to do you're going to need a bigger quote i have so many dude I kind of I kind of toned my stuff down, and we're getting to this scene because this is one of my favorite scenes. Has my favorite line in the entire movie in it. All right, who uh, else has this at the top of the list? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason, did you have any taglines for this bad boy? I did not get taglines. I that's okay. There weren't very many. One that I wrote down is not my favorite, but one that I wrote down is is when they're in the car in the beginning. She goes, "I don't want to spend the holidays dead." Yep. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Well, you already said the can I refill your eggnog for you? That mm-hmm. one. Um the one my family quotes a lot is about the dog. He's cute, ain't he? The only problem is he's got a little bit of the Mississippi leg hound in him. <laughs> <laughs> if he does lay into you, it's best to just let him finish. And my my family, my extended family, like if there's a dog that gets on your leg or something, they always say, let them finish. <laughs> let them finish. That's definitely one. Shitter's full, obviously. I've got a, a, another one. I like, the, this one's a little more wholesome, but I like when the, the dad said, and this is actually right where we're at. He, he, the dad says, well, you just cocked it up. It happens. <laughs> I just like that, that his dad basically tells him like, it's okay. You made a mistake. Another reason to love his dad, you know, like you made a mistake Everyone yeah. does it. Don't worry about it. You know, and I, 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 I like that moment. Um, and then I like at the end when the cop hears about the canceled bonuses and he says, that's pretty low, mister. If I had a rubber hose, I would beat you. <laughs> and he like gets cut off. <laughs> <laughs> Threatens to beat him with a rubber hose, which is fun. Well, I don't have as many as Eric, <laughs> but if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Uh, and I love the one we kind of skipped over that when Eddie does show up. I love it when uh, his wife is walking away and he says, don't forget the rubber sheets and the gerbils. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're spending a night together alone in the RV. And then the other one was, how could things get worse? We're at the threshold of hell. <laughs> <laughs> that is the three that stuck. I mean, other than the one that we're going to possibly do here in a minute. But 
those three stuck out to me. Jenny, um, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, um, it's coming up, but the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. <laughs> I actually is, have a clip of that that I'm going to play. It's good. Um, this is our family's first kidnapping. <laughs> Which is false. It's their second. <laughs> they kidnapped um, John Candy in the first one. They do. Um, and welcome to our home. What's left of it? <laughs> And I think everything else has already been <laughs> mentioned. I mean, we've already mentioned shitters full. Yep. Um, kiss my ass. We're at the ass, scene, definitely. Yeah. I mean, this is the the big one. We're at me. my scene and where, you know, Aunt Bethany hears something. What's that sound? It's a, it's a small squeaky sound. That's a good Aunt Bethany. Josh Josh. Does, yeah, he yeah. does a good job at yeah. that one. I like that. And Uncle, Uncle Lewis. You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. <laughs> That's my favorite it's quote. It's the best. It's like Eric was saying earlier, when you're anticipating, when I watch this movie now, when that scene comes on, I just start laughing <laughs> as soon as she says, what's that sound? <laughs> and I lose it. Even after he says it, I've seen it so many times, it makes me laugh so hard. It's so funny and how terrified they are of the squirrel as well. Like yeah. they are yes. terrified, it's which is pretty accurate. I think most people would probably freak out if a squirrel starts scurrying around, but but like, is everybody running from room to room? Yeah, like... it's filmed like the birds yeah. or something. It's yeah. filmed like they're all like a like a disaster film, basically. Throw throw a sweater on it and hit it with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, and the and mom passes out. out. <laughs> uh, they want it out of the house, but don't hurt it. Just get it out of the house. Yep. I got used to squirrels working on our house after the hurricane because some squirrels got in we here as we were friends. doing construction. And oh, God. They'll definitely startle you, but not enough. It's not to this level. They're really hard <laughs> yeah. to get rid of. The way this series of events happens here is so good, though, because mm-hmm. you've got Todd and Margot who are upset that this tree came crashing through. Margot wants Todd to go do something about it. He's being apprehensive. So she's like, well, I'll go do it. So she's marching over there. Squirrels in the house. Snot's chasing the squirrel, like knocking everything over, yeah. just bull in a china shop, yep. destroying everything until finally they're running towards the door, which Clark opens precisely as Julia Louis <laughs> Dreyfus is going to knock on it and the dog attack the squirrel and then the dog attack her. Yep. <laughs> and then he says, I'm solved <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I love when she goes back, back home and she clocks and Todd knocks yeah. him over the couch. <laughs> he fucking knocks him out, dude. But at this point, the family decides, okay, I think we just need to leave Christmas over, which I don't know where they think they're going on Christmas right. Eve, but and they want to be anywhere, but there obviously it's a very strong emotion. And to effectively close out, you're going to need a bigger quote. We'll go with this guy here. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown, four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap-hap-happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. <laughs> that little laugh at the end of it is just the icing on the cake, man. Yeah. yeah, that's where my quote came from right after that was she's Ellen's talking to him. She says, how could things get worse? We're at the threshold of hell. Mm-hmm. It's right after that, dude, that whole, it's, it's always when Clark just mad. I mean, not only that, look at Chevy's face. His eyes are huge. They're like, the, I mean, he looks mad. 
He's yeah. gone, Looney. He's checked out. Yeah. Get right. a white jacket. He's like, fuck it. We're doing this Christmas thing or I will kill you all. Yeah, Clark <laughs> losing his mind is the best moments, you know, where he's yeah. just completely crazy and you just have no idea what he's going to do. It's on the verge of Silent Night, Deadly Night happening right now. <laughs> and then we get the touching moment with his dad. His dad talks him down yeah. and, you know, he asks him if he's going to read Nightmare Before Christmas. It's your house, Nightmare Clark. Before Christmas. My- Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> For God. We, we see where my priorities lie. <laughs> You're going to read Night Before Christmas. And he says, it's your house, Clark. It's your... Tr- you- Tradition is it's your house. You got to read it to everybody. I'm retired. And so the nightmare before Christmas unfolds as it is a night. It is a nightmare before Christmas. It is a nightmare. It definitely is. Uh, (laughs) Is that where Tim Burton got the idea of watching this movie? Man, this is a nightmare before Christmas. Oh, dude, I got an idea for a movie. And Uncle Lewis was in Nightmare Before Christmas, by the way. Yes, he was. Oh, wow. William Hickey. He's the scientist that builds Sally. See, I, I totally did all this on purpose so we could bring that up. Yep, yep. <laughs> Another one, Josh. You're brilliant. But we see Eddie bringing his boss to the house. <laughs> I wish I would have pulled the clip of Clark saying "Night Before Christmas" and adding his little bits about Eddie bringing him up to the up the driveway. But I did not. Un- Man in his pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> ribbon wrapped around him and dog chain. Dog, leash. dog leashes around his wrist and ankles. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good one. But he pres- you know, he wanted to get Clark something real nice for Christmas, and that's what Clark wanted, so he brought him to him. You ready to do some kissing? <laughs> like, but then you find out he didn't even want to do the Jelly of the Month Club. Like, this guy is low. Yeah. Like, He's wanted, all about the money. Wanted, they're experimenting with cutting the bonuses for the year. and But I like that he comes around. It's, it's a very sudden change. He comes yeah. around, but it, it doesn't really make sense. It's it almost right. feels like okay, it's time to wrap up the movie at this point. Right. For me. It's like, yeah. okay, we've yeah. done all our crazy shit. It's time to wrap up the movie. And the boss is gonna come around and you get it after all. Happy ending. It almost reminds me of the end of of Wayne's world. But honestly, after he says that he's gonna reinstate the bonuses and everything and everybody's happy go lucky, the the wife has notified the police, the police are on the way there. I noticed this time just how much the ending is mirroring it's a wonderful life with the family and everything that they're happy and everything at the end interspliced with these cops preparing to cave in their house, which is on the TV earlier as well. Right. So I thought that was pretty smart because it, it hits a lot of those same beats. I mean, other than the, Every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. I mean, it's arguably like a, a trope of a Christmas movie. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like if you want, Something well, we'll get into that in with that. I don't really but. know why. <laughs> I don't really know why they got into did the police go to Todd and Margot's place other than for the laughs. Well, they just knocked on the door. They're just yeah. trying to assess, you know, where the threat is. Yeah. yeah. I think. And uh they get this huge uh series of events with them breaking in. Every window of this house is broken at this point. It is. Yeah. It's all to here comes Santa Claus song, yep. which is, I think it sets it up really great. I love though, when you finally get in the house and the cops have everybody with their hands up and Ellen is holding on to Clark's waist and has her hand <laughs> on crushed. his package mm-hmm. is great. And then she shakes, she shakes the lady's hand and then puts it back yeah. on yep. the package. 
and because I had seen this so many times, I was actually looking through the crowd at the faces of the other cast members and, um, Eddie's wife, I can't remember her name, Catherine. She's about to break in a couple of them. Like she, you can see her struggling on her face (laughs) to keep a straight face while it's going on. Um, but I love the whole thing, the whole gag with her holding on to Clark's package and stuff. It's so funny. And his wife or the, the boss's wife, Thinks he's a schmuck for wanting to cancel the bonuses. Mm-hmm. That's when you get Eric's line from the cop, beating the guy with the hose. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, even his wife says that's that's basically that's fucking low just yeah. to save a penny. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know how fast it was him change his mind like that, but you know, maybe it is. You know, you're so stuck in the office, you're looking at the bottom line, but then you see the people that it affects because of your decision, right? And it could maybe do something. It's a Christmas miracle. Remember, that's yeah. what we do with the Christmas movies. So to end it all off, everything gets explained. Happy ending. Everybody goes outside, and Uncle Lewis is still puffing on his stogies over by the storm drain. And that's when it goes off. I love how it's it's the pile of trash that's just lit on fire and going up in the air, but it looks like Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. So good. It is the Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, it's not the Santa Uh, Claus. Santa and the reindeer flying. Ho, 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 Santa Claus. And then we get Aunt Bethany again. Star Spangled Star Banner. Spangled Star Spangled Banner. Banner. Play I ball. Love, I love it. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. Play ball. She looked, and like, I love how the camera zooms into her and she even does the arm. Play ball. It's, <laughs> she's so cute. And even the cops are singing. Yep. Yeah. Everybody's happy. I mean, the, party the, the end of this movie basically unravels. It, and it's almost like yeah, not even so. It, it kind of reminds me of in Scrooge when they're filming the scene and then it pulls back and it's, it's the film set. Yeah. yeah. It kind of feels mm-hmm. that way. Once the, once the cops get there. Yeah. It's almost, it, it's just done trying to make sense. At that yeah. Point. Right. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they could have cut other stuff in there, but I think in order to keep, I mean, I love the runtime on this movie. It's nice, short clips along at a good yeah. pace. And I love how Snots is standing as it zooms out. Snots is sitting in front of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. And he actually reaches down and pets him. Yeah. And then you go as back he to, should, because dogs yep, should exactly. be pet. Pet dogs. Exactly. Well, he got rid of that squirrel for him, so yep. he was a good boy. Exactly. He did good his job. Boy. Good boy. Good boy, Snot. But then we fade out on this song that was over the beginning credits. That's so fucking Hip good. Hooray for Christmas vacation. <laughs> that's a great Deck song, dude. the halls and light the lights jingle-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. It's great. It is a great song. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I wish we had this. I wish you people could see this because Jenny's not only singing it, but she's doing some like totally awesome hand bit. dancing in the Jazz chair, hands. dude. This is great. She's festive. One thing I found funny about doing my research on this is the score was by Angelo Badalamente. Oh, who, yeah. I have that in my notes. And I'm a huge David Lynch fan, and he works with David Lynch a lot. I found that so, so weird because <laughs> the theme from Twin Peaks is one of my favorite TV themes mm-hmm. ever. And uh, just listening to the score for this, I would have never guessed he was the composer on it. Yeah, um, I, I looked it up because, I mean, I, I know the movies, but I'm not as much until as Josh. But I was like, well, who did the music? And I looked it up. I was like, that's a total 180. Yeah. <laughs> from the normal uh, scores that he does. So. so that brings us to the end of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and let's do our good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, the ugly. 
I'll start this week. Okay. The uh, good for me is this is a genuinely heartfelt, funny movie. It is hardly offensive. I mean, we've talked a lot about things, or movie, all the movies we've talked about so far, having very ugly things about them in regards to PC, like, you know, political correctness. Um, this has none of that. I mean, it borderlines on some adult humor, but it's just a very fun and easy comedy that is genuinely funny. Like, I, I don't really have a whole lot bad to say about it. It's a great family um, comedy, like something that, you know, like yeah. it has a couple little racy things in it, but nothing too bad. It's got some right. language, but like, yeah, it's it's a great family comedy that everyone can enjoy, I think. Yep. And if, if you were going to ask me, you know, what is it about this movie that you like? It's a, a scene that I would go to would be the dog food scene where they just keep piling stuff in the cart with, with the light bulbs and all that. Like it, that shows the genius of what, the way they're working with not only the the physical comedy of it, but what's going on in the background with the conversations and stuff like that. And aunt Bethany. Yeah. Is, is great. Mm-hmm. I love aunt Bethany and uncle Lewis. When they enter the movie, it, it's 10 times better for me. Um, the bad or ugly. I not really much I can go with. Um, I guess I could go ahead and put it out there that I know I'm going to get a lot of trash for this. Be bold. Because everybody seemed to love it. Be bold. But, uh, I don't care for the sled scene. I think it's weak. Oof. All right, man. There you have it. That's mine. Wow, I, I, I'm I'm fucking hurt, man. I'm shocked. I have <laughs> Sorry. tears in my eyes. I'll go next. I don't know, I guess. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Go next, Eric. Yeah. Uh, good. I'm gonna say Chevy Chase. His physical comedy is Pratt Falls. I love all the little things he does that don't seem written. Maybe they are, but uh, little things like cleaning his mouth with his tie by accident instead of the napkin, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. shaking the cat box when he's got the cat box in his hand and the present yeah. with the cat <laughs> in it and he's shaking it around and, uh, you know, the sticky fingers, I, I like when the squirrel and he go, he yells at Russ and, and Russ is like just standing right next to him. Right next to him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I hear that. weird little things like, like that are just so hysterical. He, he's just, he's so funny. Um, I, I have a bad, the ending doesn't make sense. I've kind of already talked about it, but the way the ending happens with the cops and it's just so over the top and crazy. I'm going to say, I don't really like it. I think you could have had stuck the landing a little better on this movie. And then, uh, ugly. Jenny's going to be mad. I'm going to say cartoon Santa opening credits. I don't like them. They don't need to be there. Get rid of it. I like it. So you don't like the Santa in the opening credits, but the opening credits. It's worth mentioning. Um, okay. Doesn't mean I like it. Who wants to go next? Ginny? Jason? Um, I'll go next. Uh, the good is everything about this movie. <laughs> like, I can't pick one thing. This is a top Christmas movie for me. Uh, I have to watch it at least once in full every year. And usually if it's on TV, I'm going to watch it in pieces again. It's just one that I have fond memories of and also still find so enjoyable to this day. Um, I don't really have a bad, but I do have a, a wondering that I've always wondered and I didn't get a place to talk about it in here, but I don't know if 
the men have ever wondered this, but does anybody know how Beverly D'Angelo like keeps her boobs in that shirt that she's wearing at the end? Because she's oh oh she's I got noticed a, a big old oh, oh, oh. Uh, like oh, oval noticed. section cut out, and she's obviously not wearing a brazier. So I don't even I'm recall just, what you're talking no, about. Actually, actually, she is. There's a shot. She's turned sideways. You can see her bra. I don't know. Jason doing the frame by what frame. What kind of bra this is. <laughs> I know. I was a teenager watching this. It was like, Paul well, Hawaii, you, Paul we already Hawaii. know you're into her. So it's we some know, low we know. cut yeah. nonsense because she is not a small chested woman and she is pulling off uh, this open front look. So really nice. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I couldn't pull it off. That's, that's all I'm saying. Jason, how about you? Uh, my good. Dude, this is just one of the best Christmas movies ever made as far as... The, it's the, the best time. Christmas movie ever I mean, made. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I might have to agree I, with I, you I guys agree. there. I, I would pick this over Home Alone. I would pick this over uh, even It's a Wonderful Life, even no. all those fancy movies. Wrong. I don't care because I don't <laughs> care about that. I care about movies. having the good time of Christmas because it's 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 somewhat relatable. I don't want to cry at Christmas. Oh, There's already enough reasons to cry. I want to laugh. I want to have a good time, you know, but it's, it's just a good movie from beginning to end. I mean, yeah, uh, I kind of agree with Eric. Now that he brought that up, any, they don't stick it that great, but it's still, I don't care. Even for that flaw. Great. Christmas. It's nitpicky. I love, I love this movie. I, yeah. I agree. I love yeah. the, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's probably my favorite Christmas movie. I, there's a few yeah. up there at the top, but yeah. I mean, but even the little, uh, the tender moments they have, like the talk with his dad and even stuff like that and talking to, uh, Ruby, is that the little girl's name? Ruby Sue. Yeah. Ruby Sue and stuff like that. That's, that's really touching and stuff like that. Uh, I wouldn't, I don't have an ugly, but my bad is if you haven't watched this movie, I think it's a little crude for a PG 13 movie. If you, you got kids laying around to watch this, you know, a little language from Clark. If you're a small kid, I mean, my parents obviously let me watch it and didn't care, but. You know, we pointed that out a few times in some other movies. If you have small children, you might not want them to watch this. But if they're definitely older, teenager or uh, older in getting into teenager, it's definitely a good. Movie. Well, that's, that's one. Nitpick. That's one thing I will say is, I mean, they they take it to they push the envelope in the PG thirteen rating area oh, yes, because they, do. they they get their one fuck to have in there and they have it in the perfect place and the dialogue is just crude enough to to keep it at that level. I, I'm I'm pretty sure I know where we're all gonna go with this, so I'll just count it down: three, two, one. Buy, rent, or forget it. Buy, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. This should be in everybody's collection when it comes to movies in general, Christmas movies. I mean, I could watch this movie any time of the year. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a Christmas staple. It's got to be in a top. If you have a hundred movies in your collection, it should yeah. be in there. Absolutely. Maybe even a smaller collection. So, and I mean, that'll do it for our discussion about va- national, but de- national de- vacation. I'm, I'm having a stroke national treasure. <laughs> did we mention Nicholas Cage earlier? We did. <laughs> this movie is a national treasure. How about that? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Bam. But that'll do it for our discussion about national lampoons, Christmas vacation. We will be back next week with another Christmas movie for you. Maybe not your traditional Christmas movie, but I consider it one. Gremlins. Yes. Joe Dante. Bright light, bright light. I love this movie. I can't wait to talk about it. That'll be fun. Tune in next week to hear us talk about Gremlins. And until then, be kind. Rewind. Bye.
listening to the VHS Files podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and drop us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. It was fun. <laughs> Send your questions, comments, and movie suggestions to VHS Files Podcast at gmail.com. Don't you blame the movies? Follow us on all social media outlets at VHS Files Podcast. Movies don't create psychos. Check out our YouTube channel for more content. Movies make psychos more creative. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Maybe he had to take a shit while he had to do the lines. The tryptophan is harsh, bro. He's got a fabulous black dicky. I love the dicky, dude. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. It's not the FEMA. <laughs> that guy's delivery of that is so good. <laughs>